get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. We are joined by our friend Dennis Dodd of CBSSports.com here on 101 ESPN to talk about Mizzou, Georgia, and about what's going on with Jim, Har- Jim Harbaugh. Uh, Dennis Dodd, good morning. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you guys? I listen every morning. Thank you very much. And I I love your latest missive, uh, which is headlined, Once College Football's Upset King, Missouri Seeks Return to Glory, Visiting Reigning Champ Georgia. Number one, we're old enough to remember when Missouri regularly would play top 10, top 20 opponents. It wasn't a top 25 back in the 70s. But I I looked it up, 28 of Missouri's non-conference opponents in the 70s, Dennis, were top 20 teams. That's 28 were ranked 12 were not yeah, that, that's amazing that would never happen these days in a seven year period Missouri played uh, 10 top 10 teams there are programs that exist today that have never played one hmm. um, there's 133 FBS teams in fact there's probably quite a few Missouri, the legacy goes back to the 1940s when Don Farrow became coach in AD and had to fix the budget deficit and they had to play a bunch of road guarantee games because Missouri in those days made most of its money through ticket sales for athletics. Um, so the guarantee game, they, they played at Ohio State nine straight years and lost eight of those. So this philosophy extended into the 70s because even then Missouri's budget was based on ticket sales in these guarantee games. So they, they brought them into Columbia. They played, you know, they went on the road and played. And so it wasn't really until Dave Hart arrived at AD and started a donor program that this kind of stopped. But if, if somebody tried to schedule like that today, they'd be fired. The AD would be fired. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. You know, Dennis, I, I asked Jim Sterk about that one time, and I used that very stat that I, I gave you. And unfortunately for me, Mizzou was about to play in back-to-back weeks, number one, Alabama, and number two, Georgia. He said, you don't yeah. like playing one and two back-to-back weeks? <laughs> So. Right. Well, that that was a function of, of conference play. Yeah, right. These were yeah. almost all uh, non-conference games. Those of us of a certain age remember national TV to open the season 1975 at Alabama or at Birmingham Legion Field winning 20-7 to at a time when there were only two games on uh, a weekend because the NCAA controlled TV, and that was, that was a Monday night. It was Monday night football at Notre Dame to begin the 78 season. How about this? You play at Notre Dame to, I think this was 78, 78 win three to nothing, Joe Montana, defending champions. And then I think it was two weeks later at Ohio State and win 22-21. I think that was the Pete Woods game where they got the two-point conversion. Yeah. Dennis, I've been saying for the last couple of weeks that Missouri has everything in front of them. The road to the Final Four is in front of them. National Championship possibilities is in front of them. What is the likelihood that they have an opportunity to win this game this weekend? 
Well, I, th- I think it's a long shot. Um, I was at the Georgia-Florida game and saw Georgia live for the first time this year, and they're very, very impressive. Uh, the defense, which has lost, uh, get this, the last three years, Georgia's defense lost 19 draftees, eight in the first round, and they're still really, really good. They, in a, in a seven-minute span against Florida, they had uh, Georgia had a block punt, strip sack, uh, and outscored Florida 23 to nothing. Uh, they just steamrolled Florida. Now, and now they're going to be playing at home against Missouri. Uh, Carson Beck is the number seven passer in the country. You think it's all about defense? He averages over 300 yards per game. And so it's not the superstars that you remember or the names you remember, like Stetson Bennett um, from the past. But they're they're really really good. I expect them to play in the uh, in the national championship game. Dennis Todd of CBS Sports with us on 101 ESPN. The other story that you and the rest of the college football watching public has been following is the sign stealing scandal at Michigan. And as, as you wrote the other day, Dennis, and I think it's spot on. If the president of Enron doesn't know anything about the fraud that's taking place at Enron, he's still where the buck stops. And in college football these days, the coach is where the buck stops whether he knows about it or not correct yeah uh there was this thing there's this thing called the coach responsibility bylaw which until january the language read shall be presumed uh to you know be in charge of the actions of your staff blah 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 in january that language was changed will be responsible for the actions of your staff now you can mitigate that charge by saying, Hey, I didn't know or this happened. This guy was a rogue, but the charge sticks to you. It's an NCA violation. <clears throat> it's just a matter of how serious it is. And right now um, I just talked to someone on the phone. Jim seems to be unaware of it. Now, look, it's a bad, bad look. Um, the coaches are furious in that league. We've read that the ADs are talking to commissioner, Tony Petiti about doing something but this is a Rubik's cube. If you try to suspend hmm. Jim Harbaugh for any amount because of this in the middle of the investigation, they'd be in court with a temporary restraining order in a heartbeat. I mean, so it, it's a it's a fine line you've got to skate. But it does strike right to the integrity of uh, of the game. This is really on field stuff. Are Michigan's results valid? Dennis, what do you do, and could this have? What could the Big Ten do, NCAA do, and could this have any implications on Michigan and their playoff hopes? Well, uh, the NCAA process is going to take into next year. Um, you know, the the Big Ten could step in. Uh, last year, if you guys remember this, in the tunnel uh, flare up at Michigan, at uh, Michigan, they suspended Michigan State players in the middle of that investigation. Uh, so there is precedent for that. Now, maybe there's a difference between players caught on film swinging helmets and gray area here, but maybe not. Um, you know, uh, the NCAA is not going to get involved. Traditionally, conferences, and especially the Big Ten, doesn't get involved in the middle of it. But the coaches have told Tony Petiti, the commissioner, look, you've got to do something here. Because we the, the reports say that every team in the league but one – was uh, was spied on, and people should know it's. <clears throat> I've got a frog. Mm-hmm. People should know that uh, the NSA rules say um, 
you can't scout future opponents. I didn't know that. Mm. That's been a rule for 30 years. I assumed you could send a GA over to a game with a notebook. Can't even do that. This guy apparently went to games, elaborately filmed their signs, and then disseminated them for Michigan's uh, advantage. Not only that, an elaborate scheme around the country to the point that you saw the picture this week of him standing on the sideline for <clears throat> Central Michigan's opener against uh, Michigan State. Dennis, we've seen in the past, Jim Harbaugh has been talked about potentially getting some NFL jobs. We've seen in the past coaches leaving universities in shambles and going on to the NFL team and not facing any penalties. Do you think that there could possibly be a penalty for Jim Harbaugh if Michigan receives a penalty and he's no longer there? That's a great point. There was a story uh, on NFL.com this week that I initially missed. I found out about it yesterday that uh, – they had unnamed sources in the NFL saying, you know, he's not necessarily going to get to the NFL without that penalty following him or the NFL suspending him. And there is precedent for that. Uh, Jim Tressel in the, in the uh, tattoo gate situation. And I want to say that was, God, was that 2011 uh, when he was fired at Ohio state was going to go to the Colts and it was conveniently decided he would wait five games. It wasn't called in a suspension, but that's what it was before he joined the Colts. Um, so according to that story, any suspension or a suspension would follow him to the NFL. Now I've been told by legal sources that that, that would be a problem to enforce that because the NFL hadn't done an investigation. Right. It would be arbitrary. So yeah, I mean, to answer your question, I think it's on the table. Dennis, do you think that with Michigan's self-styled reputation, uh, kind of a, I will say, well, I will say holier than thou. Can they seriously think that they can keep Jim Harbaugh with everything that's surrounding him and still maintain that reputation? Critical, doesn't it? Um, Because even Jim Harbaugh, I think this summer, you know, we do things the right way. And this is in the middle of him again. In the middle of an investigation for major violations, lying to NCA investigators about level two violations, ticky tack violations of uh, rec- bringing in recruits during COVID, um, weren't even major violations. But uh, you know, the cover up is always worse than the crime. I can't remember a major college coach having parallel investigations where possibly two major uh, violations are involved. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't think Michigan can stand on that, uh, on that soapbox anymore, but look, can anybody, it's just that, uh, it, you know, if you, if you do look at this, Randy, without Jim Harbaugh, without Michigan, without the big 10, without a national championship at stake, you know, it, it's relatively minor, but when you throw in those names and the fact that this guy was a paid staffer and apparently according to reports, he had this elaborate scheme of scouting all over the country, then it becomes a thing. You know, we're to the point, like I said, but the Big Ten coaches are really, really upset. And I would have to think that Ohio State is really chuckling. Yeah, they're ch- Yeah, you better believe they're <laughs> chuckling. And they and, and someone pointed out yesterday, they're more than chuckling. Um, you know, Jim Harbaugh, his job was in, I guess he was on the hot seat at the end of 2020 and during COVID, they went two and four. And what's happened since then, uh, Michigan's boat raced Ohio State twice, won two back-to-back Big Ten titles and gone to the playoff. Coincidence or not? 
<laughs> very, mm. very mm. valid question. Dennis, yeah. uh, have a great weekend. What game do you have this weekend? I am in Alabama right now for LSU Alabama. That'll be awesome. Have a great yeah. time. We'll be reading your great work at CBSSports.com. Always great to hear your voice, and uh, we don't mind you being at LSU Alabama tomorrow as the Blues take on the Canadians. The Blues are not yet must-see TV. <laughs> no, they're not, but at least they're not the Sharks, right? It could be worse. It could be worse. <laughs> it could be worse. <laughs> See you, Dennis. Take care. All right, later. See you later. Dennis Don, CBSSports.com, one of our favorites, a, a native of the, the area. Mm-hmm. He's uh, from the from the east side lives in Kansas City now and does great work at uh, at cbsports.com